You need to find your own value. And that takes hard work. It takes mentors and it takes late nights of just doing work. Hello, hello, good afternoon, good evening, good morning, whatever time you're listening to this, thank you and welcome to the Tell Stories Make Friends podcast with me, Kevin Unger. Today, I got to talk with Maddie Fuller. She is super awesome and she works with Brock University. She's going to be working at a PR firm, but I'll let you hear more about it from her. But together, we talked about realizing your value and getting involved in your community. It was a ton of fun and she's a really cool girl. And we talked also about how small the world is and you'll realize that in this episode. So without further ado, we're just going to jump right into it. Hello, how are you? Good, how about you? Good, good. Just got myself a coffee. And... I know, I saw on your Instagram story. Yeah. I'm like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I was trying that out. Trying... Well, because here's the thing. What I'm thinking is that, I mean, I'm going to cut this part out, but vlogging would be so much work, um, but I could do, like, Instagram stories in, like, vlog form. Yeah. You know what like, I mean? I think, no, no, I think that's way easier. Like, honestly, well, because yeah. you don't have to edit it, and it's, like, kind of like um, Casey. It's, like, Casey's um, app anyways. Like, Beam is meant to be, like, an unedited version of your life. Yeah, that's cool. So that's technically what Instagram stories are as well, so. Yeah, which I think is pretty neat. I think that will take off a lot. Um, Yeah, I mean, I mean like, even, like, from point from a point of – it's yeah, like kind of like oh, it seems like it's a vlog and trying to make it like almost like high quality Instagram stories, and then like, do you know what I mean? Like kind of like even how Casey Neistat vlogs, how there's the parts of him talking, doing stuff, and there's part like time lapses, that kind of thing. Oh, for sure, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, and all I'm trying to figure out now is how do I do a vertical time lapse and put music over top of it? Because I... <laughs> for Instagram, <laughs> yeah, for Instagram stories, because I'm like, okay, if I can do this quick, this is because I've gained so many followers in the last couple months because of um, Insta stories. Wow. Yeah, I've gained like 30 followers-ish. I haven't even done my first Instagram story. I need to do that. No, you seriously. Well, even like I noticed since I started, um, I I was getting like what? Like 100 maybe uh, like views on each story. Now I'm getting 300, 400 per story. Wow. And you just like talk. Well, I watch most of them. But like when you're filming them, you just like talk about your life. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I... I try to be, cause I don't know. Even I find a lot in 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 the podcast that that I'm I'm often saying I'm I'm often like talking a little bit differently than I would in regular life, and so I'm just trying to like, have like the same voice as I would normally have. Do you know what I mean? And so no, I mean. and so like being a little more ridiculous, being a little more outspoken, like that kind of thing. Um, like whether it's on the podcast or even in Instagram stories, that's what's helped me a lot, and I think. A lot of people, it's like, people are drawn to something real, right? People are drawn no, to exactly. to someone who's being ridiculous or doesn't care that they look goofy in public or me dancing in my car in, like, in a parking lot, right? Or while I'm <laughs> driving. So people people like that stuff and it's been fun. Like, I've been having a fun time with it too, so. You're bringing your value to Instagram. Well, okay. exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or even like someone who I, I love, Gary Vee, is talking about like how people you have to bring people value in whatever you do and like even when i was thinking like okay some of the stories that i've i know i've recorded i'm like does this bring value because like the reality is entertainment is value um so is this entertaining for the masses or is this entertaining for like five people uh and then if it's like entertaining for everyone then i'll post it if not then i don't post it yeah yeah for sure yeah but all to say 
thank you for chatting with me on the podcast. No problem. <laughs> I was extremely excited. Good, good. I'm glad. So Maddie, okay, tell us a little bit about yourself. What does life look like? What does family look like? Friend life look like? What are you doing for work or school or what do you, what do you, what does life look like for you, Maddie so, Fuller? So this is a very, very exciting time because I literally graduate in like I officially finished classes in probably two weeks maybe my final paper is due on the 19th so I'll be graduating from Brock with political science but I also have been I would say extremely blessed to get a job starting May at a public relations firm downtown Toronto so I'll be moving to Toronto right after I finish. So um, over the past year, um, during my last year at Brock, I've been employed at the student union and I've been the advocacy coordinator. So basically what we do is advocate, obviously, on behalf of students to the uh, provincial and federal government. But we talk about mental health, sexual violence, tuition, uh, textbooks, affordable food, transit, basically anything that impacts post-secondary students. So one campaign we did, um, Kathleen Wynn actually came and talked to us about it. We were getting students to sign a pledge to get bystander intervention training on campus. So she, yeah, so she signed that for us. So I really, and that's kind of like what I wanted to focus, like what what I wanted to talk to you about today podcast is like bringing your own value to like any job that you're going to do. So this job is 20 hours a week. Like that's what it's supposed to be. It's a uh, a part-time student job, but I really made it my own. I made this, I made a mini vlog actually for the, for the, um, job called 99 problems. Um, so we'd play, yeah. So we'd play like the Jay-Z song, 99 problems, obviously. And then I would talk about the student problem that we're talking about that particular week. Um, so I really try to bring everything that I brought to the table to the job. And I think that it boosted my portfolio massively. And I think that's the big reason why I got the job that I have in the summer now. Um, so that's a little bit, I've been extremely busy over the past couple of weeks doing a lot of hosting actually. Okay. So that's, well, that's where I met you. I hosted the yep. youth forum. And then the other day I hosted monster pitch as well. Oh, nice. How was that? It was super fun. Like, especially because this is like my, second big hosting gig like like in a row so it was I was way more comfortable it was so fun I I actually presented in monster pitch two years like in a row previously so yeah so it was really cool to be up on stage again a lot of people came up to me after it was like you should host like you should do that for a living and I'm like well that is a one of like a value that I really like honor in myself so I definitely will continue to try to get other hosting and speaking things as I go on. So that's me right now. That's amazing. Okay, there is so much going <laughs> going on there, which I love. And even taking a few notes. But, okay, it's talking about just like, okay, well, so we'll, we'll start with the most recent thing. We'll backtrack to the first thing you said as we go. Um, but, yeah, is it, which is kind of cool how we met because, like, through your all the hosting stuff. So because we met there, but you're you're also really good friends with Chris, who was on the podcast two weeks ago. So yes, he's my roommate. <laughs> oh, there, there you go. Yeah, it's a really, really small world. No, I know. And, like, when I – because first I saw his pictures, and I'm like, what? Who got those for you? Like, what the heck? And then he's like, Kevin. I was like, oh, cool. And then he did a podcast. I'm like, that's awesome. And then I didn't even know you were speaking at the youth forum. Yeah. So, well, I did, like, a couple days before, but – uh yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, I didn't go to any of the meetings. So I, was in, I was in Florida while you guys were planning and doing work. For, I just showed up and had fun. 
Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, okay, well, that's cool. So just for anyone who's wondering what the Youth Forum is in our city, uh, can you talk a little bit about that since you were pretty heavily involved? Yeah, so the Youth Forum is something that the mayor of St. Catharines kind of envisioned for probably like a year and he's like you know what I want to do like a we day type style event for all the youth in St. Catharines so obviously like a selected number but from high school post-secondary then also young professionals up to the age of 25 so we got together and the format was actually I think was perfect so we did an intro um, we did indigenous land recognition as well so we had a few few elders come and talk to the uh, students that came and then we had our mini speak ups as well. So Kevin, you did one obviously about entrepreneurship. I did. So there was so there was social justice, community involvement, entrepreneurship, and volunteerism. I think that's I, or community involvement. Did you say that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. So maybe there's only three, but um, so these so some were young professionals. Hope was actually in high school, so that was really like she's in high school. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So she so you about had like three minutes to talk, two minutes to talk, and then we had a whole bunch of breakout sessions on those specific um. Oh, and mental health. Sorry, mental health. Yes. Well, on those specific areas. So then all the all this I keep wanting to say kids, but they're not kids. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they went to like individual corners of the space we were in and they had a whole bunch of open forum chats about it i think yours went pretty well i think so but i mean i'm biased so (laughs) (laughs) true true okay here's the thing even with within the entrepreneurship one it's hard because a lot of people in high school like i mean i know when i was in high school i wasn't thinking about starting i mean to a degree i was but not like unless you have already found something you're crazy passionate about you're probably not going to be thinking about how can I monetize this how can I make more money doing this you know yeah no no for sure and like the thing is because I used I mean I'm would still consider myself an entrepreneur but I was working on a tech company that I thought of and it was called Campus Brainiac it was like an app that a tutoring app that worked like Uber and what? that's so cool yeah and it was like my baby like I thought of like I thought of it I got the team together but then maybe in January, so many things started coming up in my life. And I had to be like, you know what? Entrepreneurship in the tech world is not my thing. And I just had to realize that. Like, I really, like, I really, like, I would, I had to admit, I'm like, I have no idea what, I mean, I knew what I was doing on the marketing sense of it. Yeah. And like getting it out to people. But the tech side, like, our app wasn't finished after like a year working with someone. And I was like, this ain't, this ain't for me. Yeah, no, totally. (laughs) Okay, so even okay. First of all, can you tell us a little bit, just a little bit about the company? I like that tutor kind of like Uber. Um, but can you tell us like a, like what that looked like, and also when did you know it was time to get out, or it was it's okay to to stop something? Yeah. So this is like one of my one of my because if I do a presentation, I usually pick from a couple topics I'm going to talk about, and one of them is failure, and I always use this example. Yeah. So Campus Bradia, um so let's just say at Brock, you're having trouble with like a third year ca- uh, calculus class. You could go onto this app, uh, type in the course code, and then all available peer tutors who've already taken the class comes up and they can help you. So you pay for the session uh, right on the app via credit card, um, debit visa, and then you can rate the tutor afterwards. But you also make the session on the app as well. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so you can message them and be like, hey, do you want to meet at the library at two? And they're like, okay. And then you can send them like a 
session request and then they accept that's super cool yeah so like that was like that's what I won monster pitch with I got to work on it all summer through this scholarship I got through Brock so when it came time to quit I kind of like looked for like I, I hesitated for a while because first off like obviously failure has like a huge negative connotation yeah, around it definitely. and secondly I'm like all these people gave me money and now I'm going to be like, Oh, never mind. <laughs> like, yeah. like don't want to do it anymore. But it was way more than that. Like I wasn't adding the value I wanted to the company anymore. Like I wasn't able to like the app, the app situation. Like for example, the developer we had was kind of like, he took like a year to finish the app. So that's kind of like when I was like, you know what, this isn't worth it. I'm not passionate about it anymore. And for me, passion is a huge thing. Yeah. Um, it's causing me more stress than passion. The fun wasn't there anymore. I wasn't excited to go work on it anymore. I was like complaining about it all the time. So that I realized, I was like, you know what? There's so many, like advocacy, for example, being the advocacy coordinator, that was what was bringing me happiness and passion. I was excited to go to work and work on it like for hours a day. So I was like, you know what? I'm not putting value into the company anymore. So I decided to give back my percentage to the company. There wasn't any money in the company anyway, so <laughs> there wasn't that. It wasn't that big of a deal. But no, it was a big. It was it was the first time ever that I faced failure, but did not face regret either. I didn't. I don't have any regret. So that's the thing. When people are scared of like failure, you have to like think, really like look inside yourself and think. Like if you get a gut feeling that you should quit something or that you should let something go, like even if it's a job, you need to have that gut feeling. Yeah. And I'm like a big gut feeling person. <laughs> like I, I always follow my gut feelings. But no, failure isn't that bad at all. Like now I'm not scared of failure at all. Failure is great. No, exactly. It is. Like I know it's it, that sounds. I know it sounds cliche, but it's honestly so great. <laughs> yeah, it's funny too because the people who end up. Um, really successful end up saying how great failure is and then you always wonder why because all it's doing is just showing you what you're you're doing right now isn't working so try something else that's all no, exactly. that's all it means which is really cool I think I think it's I think it's really interesting how you said like you said you lost passion in it and it, it, once you lose passion it's so much harder to keep up with something and you have to pursue something you're passionate about and because otherwise it's just it's gonna tank or it's gonna be you're gonna complain about it all the time and you recognize that and then you took action based upon that which i think is really important to a recognize that feeling or what that means and then b take action no exactly and like and you know what again i'm like coming over all the cliche things but everything happens for a reason <laughs> <laughs> it does because, though it does because 2017 has been amazing so far for me and if i didn't quit it like, who knows if any of those things would have came, you know what I mean? Oh, totally. So there is no, I'm not a big person for regret either, but there is absolutely no regret in that decision either. And plus, I still consider myself somewhat of an entrepreneur because I did build it. So I will say I'm still an entrepreneur. <laughs> there, there you go. I agree. There you go. But then, okay, so you have your plate really full uh, yes. from, from doing um, poli-sci, um, finish, you're about to finish class. That means you're in exams and taking the time out of your day to do the podcast uh, right now, which is amazing. So thank you. And no problem. You, I think I said, I'm not sure if I said PR firm in Toronto this summer, but that's nuts. Yeah. So <laughs> if you're in political science, how do you, how are you ending up at a public relations firm? That so, makes no sense. I know. So it's been a long journey of that. Like, so for like what I'm trying to like 
get out there in this podcast is like realize your value like completely 100% realize your value whatever that might be so when I was so I'm in co-op as well so I had a co-op place but my first one I was 19 years old so young and then I went and worked at a government relations public relations event management firm in Toronto and and I loved it. It was so much fun. Like we got to go to all these events. We got to meet politicians, but we got to meet them with our clients. So essentially many of the times you're lobbying on behalf of clients if you're at a GR slash PR firm. Okay. Um, so I fell in love with it. And then obviously with Campus Brainiac, I was doing a lot of the marketing for that. And then when it came down to it, advocacy, my job as advocacy coordinator really solidified that for me. Like because essentially what I was doing is creating an image for BUSU advocacy to get out to students. I was dragging people's attention over to advocacy, which is typically a pretty, like, it's not a dry topic to me, but to a lot of students, they'd rather pay attention to Isaacs. Yeah. Like, they'd rather, like, go out on a Thursday night. Like, they'd rather not see what we're doing in the hallways, like, during the day Tuesday. So we really wanted to change that for people. We wanted to, like, brand advocacy into something that was exciting for people and that you could get actual change from and I think that's what we did so when I was looking for um a job this one actually came up on Twitter (laughs) weirdly enough yeah so I know like you're a big believer of social media bringing people together so yeah. yeah so I follow my now boss on Twitter for a while now okay seems Warren Kinsella he is um a really famous political commentator, writer, lawyer. Um, He's advised prime ministers. So I follow him. I always used to tweet him things. And then he finally followed me back. So I'm like, oh, cool. That's sweet. Yeah, I've read all of his books. Um, Just like a big fan of him and all his professional work. So one day I was like, you know what? I am going to email. His firm's called Daisy Group. Okay. So I'm like, I'm going to email Daisy Group and I'm going to be annoying and ask them if they have any summer internships. So I literally one day emailed them and said, hi, my name's Maddie. I'm a political science student. I'm really intrigued in how like a person's brand can impact like the people around them. I can bring people in like kind of like a, a politician's brand can either bring people in or like shove people off. So um I emailed them and they emailed back. They're like, yeah, send us your resume and we'll have you in for an interview. That's amazing. <laughs> so I was like, okay. So um, I went into the interview. I brought my resume. Um, I had one of my really great friends make me like a portfolio book. Like I oh, gave them cool. all the con- Yeah, I gave them all the content. So in this portfolio book was every single campaign that I've done in advocacy and like how it kind of and how I branded it and like what my goal was and things like that. And then I gave them this mini book about me and they were like, what? There's like, is this what newly grads do nowadays? And I'm like, I don't know. Like they should because, <laughs> because like, like being able to show your value to an employee and to an employer is extremely hard. Like you really need to like push the boundaries and think outside the box. Yeah. So that's why I made the book. I had an interview, went great. I went back for a second interview when I finally met Warren, the actual, the um, co-owner of the firm, and then I got the job. So it was, it was pretty crazy. Like I didn't have to, I didn't apply to any um, official thing. I just went for it. I just emailed, was annoying about it, just bugged them, and then I got, got the job. 
That is amazing. So I think even two things that I love off of that is that sometimes you have to be a little bit annoying or persistent in order to yeah. get people's attention. It's, yeah. The good thing is too, like sometimes you have to be the loudest person in the room in order to be heard, right? And that's kind of like what you like, just keep nudging and keep nudging. But also the other thing I noticed was it's amazing what happens when you just ask. Like they didn't necessarily say, oh, we're, we're looking for people. But you just went in and said like, hey, I know what I can do for your company and I want to work for you. Like, do you guys have any openings? And they're like, oh, actually, yeah, we do. Like, right? Like, it's cool what happens when you just ask. No, honestly, it's actually amazing. Like, that's when I, because I'm usually, like, I ask a lot. Like, I have, like, I'm a big believer. Like, my mom always taught me, like, if you don't ask, you won't get it. So you might as well go for it. I'm like, true. Yeah. So. And, no, for sure. Um, but another thing, and I applied for other jobs as well. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm not trying to boast or brag or anything, but I was, but I am very content of how this year's ending because I've already secured the job. That's great, but I've also gotten amazing other job offers as well from other places that I was just excited to just have the opportunity that someone saw the value that I've been trying to build, like trying to, I've been trying to build my brand immensely over the past four years that I would be employable. Yeah. But and you know, like that was my goal to be employable, but then also be in a good position to just be known in my community and like be valued in my community. So I was very excited to see all the different job offers I got as well. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I took the PR one in Toronto. It's a good feeling because it's almost like validation because over the past four years, I've been working my butt off. So it's a good feeling to know that I am now employable. Because I think for a lot of people, that's that's really what you want. <laughs> no, exactly. And that's, it's cool too, because some people, because you're saying you're an entrepreneur and you're going to work for a company and that's still valid where a lot of people think, oh, I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to build my own brand. That means I have to work myself, but I don't want to work for myself. No, you like part of that is just being employable and, and people wanting to work with you because... You're you're gonna get so many more jobs. You're gonna make so many more friends of people just like you, and you're just a, you're just kind, and you make yourself known, right? No, exactly. And like that's why I wouldn't. That's why like I would consider myself an entrepreneur, but not the typical one. Cause like yeah. So I like working with people. Um, I'm a people person. So my favorite part of like an interview process is the interview. I mean, sorry, of like the job getting process is the interview. Yeah. Like I love going in there and talking to people. Yeah. I find I always used to get nervous. Like when I would go in for jobs or interviews or even meetings with people, I get nervous beforehand. And then as soon as I'm in, like, wait, this is just a conversation with someone and they're a person too. And as soon as you can find common ground, oh man, you are set. Like, no, it, I know. And not common ground like, oh, you play you play golf? I play golf like because that's boring and everyone talks about that, but talking about real things, you know what I mean? Which I think is really cool. And it's hard to do in an interview setting, but if you just show you're genuine, like it's amazing what happens when if you're just genuine with people and people can tell if you're if you actually care and just caring, I think, is so important when in just life from like interviews to friendships to just everyday, like when you're getting your coffee, it's so important, right? No, it, it really, and no, that's a really good point. Like those day-to-day -day interactions, like they really count because you never know who's going to be behind, never, you never know who's going to be giving your coffee to you in the morning. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like it could be, it could be anyone, but honestly, like if you're showing those little connections you make during interviews, like the world works in very weird ways. Like, yeah. um, something happened. So cat, have you heard of the app cattle? I haven't. It's like, okay. So cattle is like, um, is 
an app. It's kind of like a check, like a snap, like that app snap where you take a picture of a receipt and you okay. get, yes, and you get discounts. But this one you do surveys and then you get money back for doing those surveys. It's kind of, it's not confusing. It's just like a very long process of to explain. But yeah. anyway, <laughs> I know the CEO of it. He's on Dragon's Den. And uh, one day he, he messaged me on LinkedIn it's like, hey, Maddie, what are you doing for the summer? We have, a, we got a grant, so we have an open position for sales and marketing. And I'm like, oh, you know what? Uh, like, well, first you have to be 22 to 29 to get it. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not 21. I'm not 22 yet, but I know someone who would like it. So I recommended my boyfriend in the most unbiased way possible. <laughs> <laughs> if that's if that's possible. Yeah. But anyways, I was like, yep, I know this guy very well. Um, he did sales and marketing at Niagara College. He's in media right now at Brock. Super smart. Worked at Jackson Triggs in sales and marketing. Blah, blah, blah. So anyways, my boyfriend Keith went to the interview. He could have he completely blown it. He could have done terribly. Yeah. Like he could have not, he could have like went in, dressed terribly, not brought any of his resumes, written up a terrible resume, but he went in and he had like these crazy connections to these people. So the owner of uh, Cattle used to work for Jackson Triggs. Oh, no way. And, yeah. And Keith did too. Keith plays rugby. The other um, co-founder um, of Cattle used to play rugby. It was just like crazy connections. He got the job, but crazy, crazy connections in those small ways. But no, he went like when you get opportunities as well, you need to like fully take advantage of them. Yeah, I think that's something that I've, I've really noticed even with everything you've been saying and with your story so far is that, yes, a lot of opportunities have been thrown your way, and, but you're the one who has said yes to them. You're the one who's said, OK, cool, and you, I'm going to do this and I'm going to work hard at it and the cool stuff happened because of that, right? It's not just like, oh, the like people, things were thrown at you. Yeah, sure. But you worked hard and then other things came from that. No, exa exactly. That has been my life. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. That's awesome. Now, something you've been talking about a lot has been you're all about telling people you need to realize your value. So what actually, what exactly, because you've touched on it before, but what exactly does that mean uh, for you and what does that mean for other people? Honest and... I'm going to tell, I like telling stories to answer questions. So, Perfect. so a little while ago I was at a dinner at, um, in Toronto with the student union and we we're there seeing other schools, meeting other schools. So one of my friends that I knew came up to me, she goes to Waterloo, very smart. She goes, Maddie, what are you doing afterwards? I'm like, Oh, I, I guess I got a job at a PR firm for the summer in Toronto. She's like, how do you do that? Like I suck. She was just really down on herself and I felt so bad because the thing is, is that obviously in this day and age, like everyone, it's hard to like not stand out, but it's hard to feel like, like some days I feel like I'm not contributing to, you know what I mean? Like there's yeah, just so totally many people there's, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to stand out. Like everyone does stand out in their un unique way, but it is hard to realize that you are, um, so I turned to her and I was like, you know what? You need to find your own value. I'm like, I am not, you can't compare yourself to what I'm doing this summer. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, if you need to take, if you need to take like the summer off and work at the part-time job you've had throughout university and go back and do your master's or keep on looking for a job or gaining experience, that's what you need to do. Like, you really just need to find your value in your own way. And if you feel like you haven't found your value yet, you need to that 
to find your value, you need a lot of, it's a, it's hard work. You need to volunteer places. You need to talk to people. You need to get a mentor. Like you can't get a, you can't find your value just to yourself. It's taken me a while to be able to say, this is what I'm bringing your company or this is what I'm bringing to your, um, to your podcast, for, for example. Yeah. So I just told her, I'm like, you can't, and Gary V actually says this. <laughs> I know, I know you like Gary V. I saw that. I saw him at the Hasten Hustle conference Super a cool. little while ago. But he said, he's like, don't compare yourself to me. Do not tell people you want to be Gary Vee. He's like, because it will never happen. He's like, you need to find your own value. And that takes hard work. It takes mentors. And it takes late nights of just doing work. And, and I told her that. And she was like, you know what? You're totally right. She's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back to school. And she has a very good job at her student union as well. Oh, so. Awesome. Uh, yeah, so I so she went back and I'm like, yeah, you just need to go back and just take time for yourself, meet with some people that really positively impact you, and you'll be able to soon say that this is the value you bring to employees. Like it's not we're all young, it's not going to sometimes it happens young like sooner than other people, but you can't compare yourself to everyone else. Totally. I love that. It's it's unproductive. Yep. I agree 100%. I think too, and even just to break it down a little bit simpler, if people don't understand quite what what is your value is even like, hey, what are you good at? Like, what are you bringing to the table? I think it's yeah. the simplest way of putting it. Because I totally get what you mean, but some people might not. And yeah, no, that's, I think if you just break it down to what are you bringing to the table? What are you good at? And like you're saying, following those steps of go volunteer more, go work different places, go get to know more people. That will show you what you can bring to the table. Exactly. And like I, like I said, I'm a people person. That is what I bring to the table. I love talking to people. I love helping people make their dream come true or make a job come true. And like, it's simple things. Like after this podcast, I'm, I'm literally, I'm going to go volunteer where I've been volunteering since second year of university. I make sandwiches for people and then I talk to them afterwards. And even if you bring your value in, in those senses to your community, like you're giving back, like that's amazing. Um, but yeah, it's definitely what you bring to the table. Even if it's something like you are amazing at graphic designing or you are amazing, even if you're amazing at talking to people, like not like if you just enjoy are passionate about talking to people like myself, like that is the value you bring to the table. Exactly. I love that so much. So some of my favorite people who I listen to on podcasts have always asked their guests questions at the end. And I love that. So I'm going to ask you three questions before we wrap this up. Okay. So number one, what makes you passionate about what you love? Mm, I think it's not people's gratitude, but knowing that you help people. Yeah. And again, this is from even if you're helping a client, for example, in the most professional sense, even if you're helping them, that is that is what I love is when you know you're helping someone get closer to their main goal in life. Yeah, that's cool. I love that. Yeah, I think that's really important too. And I don't know, that can feel... Some people can say, oh, that's selfish. But no, it's true. There's such a fulfilling part of that, knowing that, hey, I just helped make your life way better. Or I know that you're going to love what I just did for you, right? Exactly. And it's like in the most unselfish way possible. I just like seeing people progress. I just really like it. So Totally. Totally. So the next question, question number two. Reflection is such an amazing tool. With that said, what has the last year been like for you? Oh, gosh. Um... It's been probably the best year of my life. It has been like the hardest, but best year. Why is that? Um, it's been the hardest because it's just been a lot of 
hard work. And another thing I've realized is that it's been the hardest just because, not because the lack of recognition I've gotten, like people need to realize you won't be recognized for all the good deeds you do. It's true. Yeah, and I ha- and I had to get over that. So right when I got got over that, it's been a great year after that. <laughs> but like honestly, I was little. I was a little bit stuck in my own head about that. No, I but hear you. Yeah. I, yeah, and it's hard to. It's hard not to think that way. But it takes a lot of my, like willpower to just be like, you know what? You don't need to get credit for everything you do. You really don't. Like at the end of the day, it's it's not about that. But no, it's been honestly like that's like the only way I can describe it. It's been the best year. That is amazing. Well, I think, yeah, it's super important too. It's like once you realize that, oh, I don't always need to be the person who's, whose name is on everything or the person who's getting like the applause. It makes you a lot less selfish and more selfless. Exactly. And that's like my main goal. Like I really don't want people to think that um, I, I do things for myself. Yeah. Because I really, I really don't. Yeah, <laughs> and I know totally. it probably sounds like I'm just saying that, but um, I really want to be someone that people can look up to and be like, you know what, I want to be selfless. Totally. Um, so, yeah. That is awesome. So, number three, what do you think is the best way to love someone? Oh, okay. This is actually hilarious. Um, so, me and my boyfriend did the five languages of love quiz okay i don't know i don't know if you've done I that did. it's actually, i know what it's it is amazing. yeah it's actually amazing so we both guess what one another's final thing would be mines are words of affirmation <laughs> so <laughs> you don't funny. say i know i know so embarrassing but um and then his was acts of service so i really think it depends on each person that's cool. like for me showing love to someone is me taking the time and like like, I think everyone should take the time to listen to their peers and their loved ones. But, like, I really, like, when you tell me something, I'm going to remember it. And I want to be able to, like, draw back on those conversations we have. Because, like, communication's key. Like, I agree. For example, if my boyfriend said, like, oh, I have an essay due this day. I have a presentation this day. Like, I feel bad if I don't say, good luck on your presentation today. <laughs> like, yeah, no, totally. Like, I'll feel guilty. But I think it goes for friends as well. Like, even a little text. Like, if you know your friend has a final exam or if your mom has a presentation at work or something like that, an easy, like, hey, I'm thinking about you, sending you good vibes. I always say that to people. I'm sending you good vibes is definitely a way you can show friends, loved ones, families how you love them. Exactly. No, I love that. That's that's super important to a lot of people where they're at. Yes. Maddie, this has been so much fun. Where can people find you and everything you're involved with um, online? So- you can follow me on Twitter at Maddie Fuller. It's M-A-D-I-F-U-L-L-E-R 13. Um, you can also follow me on Instagram if you want. I post pretty cool pictures of myself. Um, full, uh, full Maddie. Um, I'm sure I'm sure you'll share how to spell my name on wherever. I, oh, yeah. Don't you worry. It'll be all over. <laughs> and then LinkedIn, Facebook. You can add me on anything. Awesome. On- sweet. Thank you so much for talking. Thank this has been a blast. So Thank you so much. It's been fun. That was a ton of fun. I love having conversations that just feel genuine and not scripted. And yeah, it, it was just overall, I feel, that was just so life-giving for me. I loved it. But if you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did, then please go send Maddie some love on Twitter, on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, whatever she said she's using, go send her love on that. If you enjoyed this episode, please go send a review on iTunes. It helped me out so much. 
And you can also find me, Kevin Unger, on Instagram and Twitter just by searching Kev Unger. That's K-E-V-U-N-G-E-R. I can't wait for you to hear next week's episode. I'll talk to you then.